Blog Talk Radio. Flurry, you better grab a life vest. Did I lie? Yes! <laughs> Bye-bye. Pull the mask off. People aren't going to like what they see. Looks going to look like flesh on the outside. You rip it open, and it's just circuitry and wires. If my plan works, think of this. I'm going to be off the block from a guy who put on a carrot suit, took an avocado bath, took a chum bath, and sat out of an HOH competition all to get me out. Hello? Will? Yeah? Hey, it's Boogie. Hey! Check this out. Unscrupulous and unexpected. It's time for another summer of Big Brother. Hello, 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 and welcome everyone to the BB After Show. It's time for the Trooper Dwarf Talk and the Toxic Shock Jock of Blog Talk. My name is Sam, and I am your host for this Big Brother After Show coming at you every Thursday, 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time Zone. Wherever you are, if you're listening, I appreciate it so much. I can't thank you enough, all the retweets. All the people that listen, listen, we get we get thousands of, of listeners, and a lot of people lie about that kind of thing. We really do, and I appreciate it. It's all because of you guys. Maybe it's because you listen because you want to have somebody you hate uh, to listen to sometimes. You know, there's probably some kind of phobia for that. Uh, and it might be because, hey, you actually love listening to Big Brother talk. That's what we do every Thursday. Now, I say every Thursday, but I'm going to tell you guys that next Thursday I will not be here for some things that are going on out of my control. But if something major happens, uh, you know, something crazy happens, we will do an, uh, an emergency show maybe that later Thursday or maybe that Friday or Saturday, but it's a typical eviction. We're just going to pick it up next, uh, the week after next and kind of just finish things out. This group begins to shrink a little bit. Of course, we're live from Dead Lizard Studios, about 20 minutes south of Atlanta. It is still a little bit down to the 80s. And some crazy storms come through, but we're surviving. And don't forget to check out our Twitter, the after show, a lot of you guys are following. I cannot at this point follow back. I'm at my limit of following back. So I apologize for those who think that I've turned my back on them or that the people who run this show turned their back on you. We have not. We just had a real explosion of popularity because, in my opinion, and I'm sure yours and everyone who's a big brother, this is the best Big Brother After Show show that's on there, okay? You can't find a better one than this. If you did, it's not real. You saw it in your dream. It doesn't exist. So we had an explosion of a lot of people following the show, and because of that, it's been really hard to kind of follow people back to Twitter, says, hey, you can and so. But please follow us. Please follow us. Not an actual Twitter You're all doing well. But it's just a little bit of hard time to go to so much, a lot of work. 
things going on, and that'll sort out next season. We'll get back into it and try to do the best of season tweet a little bit more. I appreciate you guys. Big shout out to you guys um, at our time today, and a lot of you guys for tweeting. Appreciate it. Of course, we always want to talk about our support for Morty's TV. They are not the people who brand us. We are affiliated. We're friends. They help us. We help them. By telling you, please go to Morty's TV, bb.com. That's www.morty's forward slash bb forward slash dot com. Go on there. Enjoy it. It's a big community of people who love reality TV. It is not just restricted to Big Brother. Of course, that's the big thing right now. You know, Survivor will kick back in, you know, and uh, Amazing Race. Uh, I'm sure they could do things for The Bachelor and things like that. So, I mean, they've got it all. Please go see them. Uh, be a friend to us and uh, be a friend to them. It's the best way for friendship to grow uh, social media-wise. And, no, that's not Paul. That's me saying that because uh, a lot of you guys hate Paul. Other than that, dealing with a cold this week, I'll tell you guys. I'm not going to tell you how old I am, but I am I am above 40. And right now you're thinking to yourself, above 40 doing a radio show on the air about Big Brother. That, what does that say about you? Not a lot. I don't have much going on. But I do love Big Brother. I always have. When this forum opened up to be able to do a show like this, it was awesome. Could not turn down the opportunity and got invited to host the show. And I realized something very, very certain in my older age. Right around the time you guys get 40, and some of you 40-year-old pluses will understand this, especially if you start having kids in a later part of your life, being sick is harder than it's ever been before in my life. I mean, Every stomach virus, every flu, every cold, every germ that a kid up from school comes to bring home to me. And believe it or not, my wife's the champ maybe to get her and she's about forty as well. She gets she sits not hard on her. I get sick and it's the dentist hardest thing ever. And I don't know if you have forty plus and you guys get older, I know if it's you get older, but Seems like I should be, you know, having the I should be in the prime of my life right now. And it's been a cold for my kids. It's been on uh, maybe like Friday night with a little, you know, you get a little tickle in your throat and you just know something's coming. I literally got rid of the last sinus headache yesterday. So I mean, from from like Friday night until Wednesday, I'm dealing with this cold. You guys may may not hear it. You probably say, hey, you actually sound like a man, because I know I kind of have one of those weird voices, but. It's a little deeper tonight. You like that? But it's amazing. You just get sick. It's amazing how much sicker you get in the system as you get older. And it's almost like I've had a soup of the eight. You know, no fever. It's just incredible. But tonight, I think that can, which may improve the show a hundred times over. You may love it this time, or you always hate it. You love it, dear friends. If you hate it, go kick rocks. But this is where we are, and this has been a crazy week. And tonight, we saw the hive with the eviction of Scotty completely crumble. The hive died tonight. They didn't really have that great of a lifespan. I mean, it really wasn't that great of an alliance, right? I mean, the hive is just a revamp of every failed alliance before it. And it was a frustrating week from a viewing point. I mean, Yes, Scotty was an early pick for me. But, you know, that happens sometimes. Sometimes I hit on early picks. 
and sometimes I don't. A lot of the early picks I make, you know, they do get usually into the final six or something like that. And this year is like some other seasons that I've predicted. You know, you're just wrong. And that has a lot to do with the things that make logical sense here just haven't happened this season, right? I mean, we're seeing a lot of, you know, unlogical moves and decisions being made, especially on the part of the other side of the house. From Swaggy C through, I mean, we just have seen it just be a disaster. And I've got to say, the only HOH that made ever ever made any sense on that side of the house, in my opinion, was Scotty's. When he got Winston and Brett on the block, he got Winston sent home. And that was a huge mark back then at that time on L6. And at this point, you're saying L654 because you don't, you know, who you you're talking about the final four, you're talking about the five, you're talking about do they have a six? Listen. I don't know. It's the level level six by four is what they are to me now. And we just have never seen them make any wise decisions. And so from a viewing standpoint, as much as I like Tyler's play, and I mean, how can you not love Tyler's play? I know a lot of people don't like Tyler, but not a lot of people. But there is a group, a colony somewhere in the real world that doesn't like Tyler, and a lot of people hate people who went a lot. Fine too. Sometimes people want to see a shape of it. Every opportunity we've had, it seems like it just doesn't happen. And so this week, really thought we were going to see one. I mean, I would have bet money on it. If I was a gambling man, which you know I am, I would have happily laid money on seeing some big shake up this week. I mean, how come three times on some crazy shake up to bounce the house back out? But Scotty helps solidify the hive. I'm taking a neat shot at L6 if he hangs in there. And and, and Fancy, who we're going to talk a lot about, how can you not? Just makes one right decision here. L6 gets L654 gets gets a little shocked, a small hit, a small rumble, and it, it, one shot to the L654 right now. I feel like I'm talking about chiropractic terms here, but one shot to those guys. To the, to the level six group is pretty detrimental to them going forward. I mean, the final four is roughly not different from the from level six when it started. I mean, you know, you're not about any crazy here. So a shot to them is really, really huge right And all this this week came down to two players. The reason that all this happened the way that it did came down because of two. Jason Scotty. He made it happen. He made it happen level six. And I'm not sure that it was the best move for his game. And we're going to talk that talk about that as we go a little bit further, talking about certain events for this week and what we expect for next week. Also, quickly on that matter, as soon as I know an HOH winner, and I feel like we should know it by now, I have no information. If you guys know what it is, please tweet it to me. Renee, I'm counting on you. One of the best out there. Uh, the best out there, Renee. Always sending us great information. But I'm not sure that this JC move was smart for him. And as we go forward, we're going to talk about why maybe this wasn't the best thing for JC. But it's the best move for L6. And it's also a huge testament to how underrated maybe I thought, and you can say it wasn't me, 
when I'm talking to you, but a lot of us said J.C. is probably not going to be a great player. And it had nothing to do with his physical size or anything. It wasn't that. I felt like that because of his physical size and just the way that human nature kind of is, that a lot of people would overlook J.C. And I think that that did happen at the beginning. I think J.C. was overlooked, and it did have a little bit to do with his stature and being a smaller person. That People just didn't view him the same way that they did others. And maybe even had somebody touch him or whatever, you know. Um, a lot of us, when we see something different, we read towards And that could have been better than J.C. Because human nature is what it is. But J.C. has done enough at this point, and, and I guess I can compare it to somebody who is pressing on the accelerator. This gamer accelerator. And that's what I call it for J.C., the gamer accelerator. He never slammed his foot down on it. He never took his foot completely off of it. You know, say to conserve gas, here's a life hack for you guys and BB After Show family. Life hack. You want to say gas, drive the car like there's an egg underneath the gas pedal. That's true. Don't hammer it down like my wife. Don't ride tails of people's bumpers. Don't. Don't be crazy, okay? But if you drive the car as if there's an egg under the accelerator that you don't want to break, you will conserve gas. That's a life hack. You're welcome. It's free. But JC's game is very much the same way. He has accelerated his game just enough week to week to get to where he needs to be. Hats off to JC, better player than I was giving him credit for. And only because he's great at just barely pushing the accelerator of his game, getting to the point where he gets a little bit heavier where he is right now. There's a lot of trail this week, too. I think JC Unfected portraying him in a way that he liked him to set up this week. I think Scotty being that Scotty you know, should have been honest in this game. Honest. Scotty really should have gone home this week. You look at it from a logical standpoint, I think that's the shock for everybody this week. And then Scotty on Haley, which we saw. And even Scotty on Sam. And even Sam on Haley, right? A lot of betrayal this week. A lot of people that were willing to kind of go after the other one in secrecy to make a move. I understand Scotty's move. I think it was a little too late. We're going to talk a lot about Scotty. You know, we have some major players this week. And every week when you do show notes like this, when you talk about Big Brother, you can't talk about everybody. I know it seems like that by the time you guys get done with this show that we've talked about everything. Or maybe I didn't talk enough about the right things and talk too much about the wrong things. But you have to choose the players to focus on. Scotty's going to be a huge focus tonight. JC's going to be a huge focus tonight. And, of course, Fessy's going to be a huge focus tonight. We're going to start with his HOH. And we finally see Fessy show up. He shows up in a comp. He wins an HOH. Lord, you guys voted on Twitter. Who do you want to see win this week? Who did you want to see win this week? Your answer was Bessie. You wanted this. You guys wanted to see some shakeup in this house. You wanted to see that L6 take a shot to the jaw. That's what you wanted. You wanted to see that. And we finally got it. I remember the clips. And it's like, 
It's the same way in Big Brother. These things are going to change every week. You're going to have to adapt. Be a chameleon. Know the situation calls for the situation and doesn't call for things from the past. We see seasons all the time where players take an emotional situation. Look at Scotty, still hung up on Steve going home. Uh, these guys on the, on, the, on the high situation, still hung up on the swaggy sea stupid boat. And this Caitlin thing, and all this stuff, they're so in their own way that they ruin a great opportunity. They ruin a season. And we see it just continue, continue. They're stuck in gear. They can't get out of it because they cannot get over. Stupid, silly boat that doesn't matter anymore. This is an evolving game. It's a weekly game. To power, power that moves to power. What can it do to get in favor of power? That's why I say this. It's just something where you need to not care about so much from the mid-game early who you send home as much as you can get a deal with. Look what happened with Tyler. Tyler landed a sweet position with that first Notice every one of the people he wants to put up his mail. 
not bad in terms of when you're watching the show and you realize that the males are right now stronger makes sense, but not because Fessy is some brilliant guy who's paying attention. It's because he's jealous. That's what Fessy's doing. Don't think that Casey's going to catch this one. Casey is the person that would vote to send home. Casey does nothing. So he knows that he's not in danger. Scotty's made everybody mad. But Scotty is a disappointment. He's a failure. And I don't think that he's a failure until around the time Bailey becomes HOH. Scotty, maybe not so on the board of realizing that he is at the target end of a lot of people. He's been blamed for switching votes. This Swaggy C thing that this group cannot let go of has been a scarlet letter on this guy. Should it have been? No, I don't think so. Scotty is victim of an emotional situation where, again, he makes this move to vote out Swaggy C because of Steve. Where we talk about this week-to-week thing, guys, these players go in, forget what happened two weeks ago. It does. It's not relevant at this point. It's not even relevant if somebody had you as a target two weeks ago, because that can change. What the environment is in this house. Scotty failed to do that, and he was bit of holding on to something that he shouldn't have held on to, and he was on the other end of this thing going on tonight because he couldn't let go of something because other people couldn't let go of something. He can't let go of this boat. They can't let go of this wacky seat boat. He can't let go of anybody using the POV on Steve. Get over it, Scotty. You are where you are because of a couple of reasons. He never had a social game in this place that made him anywhere near reliable to the other people in his even people on the other side. Scotty's issue was social. I don't believe it was gameplay. I think Scotty did have a mind for the game. I will stand by that. I will die on that hill. I think Scotty had a mind for the game. What Scotty doesn't have a mind for is social ability to learn to earn people's trust to talk himself out of situations, to be involved with the house, to make those friendships, to make those tight bonds. This guy would start something like the hive and then ghost. I mean, and then and then just hide out. When Bailey had her HOH, he knew he was somebody she wanted to put up. How that logically does not compute that the rest of the group probably feels the same way is beyond me. From that moment, Scotty's job was to convince Bailey and everyone else that he is somebody there to play for them. Now, I don't mean that he needed to fall on the sword for Bailey and, and do a blood hand, you know, blood brother handshake together, and you know, we'll die on this together. I, that's what Bailey wanted, and me, Scotty, should have given that. Maybe he did in some way. I don't remember that. But nobody's a lot of years. Scotty should have been working overtime, and I thought he would work overtime. I gave him that credit. I thought Scotty would work overtime if it happened. He didn't. 
continue to hide out in the background. And I can't look better for that. Let it low, man. Let it blow over. But when Bates tells you that she's somebody you don't trust, that you're somebody she doesn't trust, and she wants to do something in your target, she's telling you to your face. That was the time that Scotty should have said, game has to change here, right now, in this moment. I have to earn a social level in this household unlike anything I've ever had to do. I need to make friends. I need to talk about – I need to ask people questions about their lives. I need to be more involved. There's something that Dan Giesling says that I think is awful important if you guys ever get on this show. And if you do, give me a shout-out. <laughs> but no, one thing that Dan has said that I think is absolutely true is that the biggest part of this game is – there's a lot of things, but one of the biggest parts is at the beginning of the game when you get in the house is asking people about themselves. You ask them where they work, how many people are, you know, do they have families, have children, how long is their job, their family life, where do they live? Even if you don't care, you can that on early on. And we see so many people in that house get nervous, get insecure, and stay very quiet. Scott is very much like this. You have to... Once Bailey tells you you're on, and Bailey's looking to have crazy anyway. We all know it. She's looking nuts. It's a great opportunity to take that information and use it to your advantage. Great. You created the hive. No reason serious, apparently. Throughout the president. The president of the hive went home tonight. The greater. Well, how, much, how much loyalty did you develop? Because Bessie said it. You don't talk game. And that is where Sam, that's where Scotty takes these huge calls. It's where he gets hit the worst. He's not playing the game. He's not giving himself to people so that they understand who he is and what he's about. Explain that, explain that swaggy C thing. Obviously, people can't let it go. We knew Bailey wasn't going to let it go. But you survived her nominations. You survived her HOH. You go double time. You get to work in the social group. You start explaining that swaggy C vote and how you were hurt by the Steve situation. You felt like they betrayed you. You clear things out. You get them to trust you. You talk about the votes. You throw Tyler under the bus, which probably would have been the best thing for you to do on the vote situation. He did an awful job of extinguishing suspicion. And you can try to do it now, but it's too late. And when the HOH has you up for an eviction and everybody's aiming for you because you're an easy aim, you need to go to work. And it should have been way before this week. That's where we are with Scotty. Obviously, we've talked about him tonight. And it's just things that game, but he has them for social. Social game is important. Now, I think Tyler's situation is running thin. A lot of you guys disagree. There's no tan here. But I'm not saying that's not. I am saying that there's a, lot of, there's a lot of deals out there that have Tyler's bow tie tied around, or Tyler's, you know, bow tied around it in a nice little gift that's going to get, I think, exposed at some point. We talked about it last week. If he goes up on that block and he pulls out that app, I'm not sure that Brett and Angela are all okay with that. I'm not sure that Casey's okay with that. 
And I think the other side of the house looked at him like, hey, man, you wanted people to vote Bailey out because she had an out. But Tyler takes credit for credit to playing his part. Tyler's got a lot of secrets. We're going to talk about it as we go. When I was learning this week, watching the show, reading the notes and whatnot, you know, I wonder if Sam's really ill, really mentally ill, maybe in a mobile situation, or is she playing the game in her own weird way? You know, this crazy thing to act for her. I mean, she acted, acted obsessive and emotionally unstable before her HOH. This is not, like, it might be more extreme now, but this is not the we didn't see before, right? I mean, we saw her acting a little bit wild, a little untamed in the beginning with her emotions and how she kind of would act about things. Then she got her HOH. We saw this complete 180 change where she was very calculated. She was very, she thought about things that she wanted to do. You know, she didn't want to have any conversations with people. She already knew she was put on the block. That was all there needed to be said about it. Her HOH, all of a sudden, because she becomes a very calculated, well-thought-out person who's thinking about what she wants. She's got her decision made, and she doesn't want to have discussions with people. I said I thought that was bad for her. Little did I know that her absolute <laughs> emotional basket case uh, plethora of issues was going to come out make it even worse. But I think from that point on, all trust was lost on her. I mean, I don't think there was a lot for her there. I still don't. We see it. She gets talked about being nominated constantly. But then, you know, like I said, we saw, like, you know, Sam, actually she's playing playing some kind of strategy. You know, is she gaining some kind of, you know, I'm unstable, you know, throw at people to kind of throw them off and maybe she'll be nominated and people want to keep her because she's crazy and maybe take her to the end, you know. And there's moments in the DR where she's completely normal when we saw her be crazy you know, the day before or the day of, you know, her DR sessions are relatively normal. So you think to yourself, is this a game? Sam maybe playing something different than what we're seeing. Is there something that we're not seeing her? And then Wednesday came. And she validates that she's crazy. Hey, guys, something has happened with the microphone on this show. If you can hang on just a second, we're going to get it all worked out. Somehow with this blog talk radio, there's been an issue here that we are going to get worked out because I actually have to call in and use a phone as a microphone right now. So what what I'm going to do, I'm going to run a commercial for you guys. When I come back, we're going to finish talking about this. Hang in there, guys. Listen to the BB After Show. It's summertime again, which can only mean one thing. Big Brother coverage is back at Morty's TV. Morty's TV is the website that's been covering Big Brother USA since 2000. And now Morty's coverage is on Facebook and Twitter. So check out our links at mortystv.com slash bb or tvfanforums.com.
All right, guys, we're back. No idea what happened when I lost you. <clears throat> Hopefully you fast-forwarded and caught my voice, my lovely voice. And really, I don't know where we cut off, but we were talking about Sam, and I, I might have been talking to myself here. We lost a microphone. It does happen from time to time, unfortunately. And now I hear weird, weird noises. All right, let's try to just hang in there for a minute. Um, we were talking about Sam, whether or not this was going to be a situation where Sam was dealing with <coughs> You're probably hearing that double. Uh, where maybe she was playing a little bit of the game of being mentally ill within the house. I'm not going to go back over it. But basically what I discovered was that, no, on Wednesday night, she's crazy. And in a talk with Beth, she was to go up. You just know right then and there, she has no clue what she's doing. So as we go forward here, we're going to talk a little bit about JC and why JC's game this week was fantastic. But it also might have been a decision for him. And as I'm talking to you guys, I'm trying to figure out. I think you're good. I think you're good. I apologize. Okay. So, who's KC this week? It's hard to get back on track with that part of talking about the one we got offline. But this week with JC, I think, was a week that a lot of people were saying, you know, look, this is a gameplay for JC. This looks fantastic for him. And I do kind of see that. But the thing about this week with JC is a little bit hard for me to swallow. And here's why. As much as the gameplay was great, right, as much as JC has been manipulative and has worked angles and whatnot, truly the only angle he's worked has been with Fess because nobody else seems to believe any of his hype. And the problem is, this was a chance for him to get ahead. I think instead of choosing the L6, he maybe should have worked with Fed HOH and getting a Final Four deal. Now, they probably have won basically an agreement. This is an opportunity for him to really flip the side of the house, to get the right people nominated, to get him advanced. His play here is L6.
missing this. But JC has to see this as well. He can't be a mystery. He can't be completely dense to this situation, especially when he goes in and he talks to them as an alliance. JC has to wonder where he fits in this thing. And the only guy, the only player he's really working is Fessy. That's the only guy. That's the only guy, girl that he's playing in his house. And how strong is that position, really? This week he came out good, and the week of Caitlyn basically came out good for him because he was able to look at the situation, manipulate Fessy, and make things happen. But Jason's best move, in my opinion, is to rat it out level six five four. Everything in the final four deal with the movie side. This is what's going on. This is the group. These are the guys that are staying together. If you want to shake the house up, these are the guys you need to put up. But here's the deal that I want to exchange. I want you guys to keep quiet about this information. I want to continue to work on that side of the house. I will feed you info. I will give you what I can. But I want a final four deal. Now, that gets Scotty off the hook, and maybe J.C. tells him, and I know he set up Scotty, but before he did that, I think J.C. should have thought this out and said, before I set up Scotty for L6, maybe what I need to do is set up Scotty to stay here and work as that final four. Unfortunately for the hive, they just don't see the obvious. And Jason could have been very important to that group. He could have given them the obvious. He could have said, this is what's going on. This is where the votes were. These are how things got shaken up. I need this because I don't have a place in that level six group. And I need to find some kind of place to be in the final four. I need an end game. But for me to give you this information, for you to use it, you've got to continue to let me work with them. You've got to continue to let me get information. Because at this point, if we do this and you put up two people from their side to go home and one of them does, we're in a situation now where we become a little bit more powerful, but we're going to have to stick together. And you're going to have to let me tell you guys what we're doing here. And I have a feeling maybe Haley doesn't trust him, but there's got to be some truth to all of this. All these things that are working, and Scotty's aware of some of them too. As the, as all the dots connect, they see the truth of everything, and maybe this game opens up a little bit. I like JC's game. I just don't know how long it lasts. I mean, where is he really in the pecking order of the house? I think he's sitting right about where Sam is to almost everyone. Sam's in a worse position because they're tired of her. You know, emotional roller coaster ride. But it's possible that JC is not much higher than Sam. He's done amazing work, but especially, as I said, hats off to JC and the work he's done. At the same time, she's not somebody that you really can be able to take that much further. Haley, this is what we got to do. Haley is a smart person. Haley has to be 
you've got to get over. Give me the information you've got to get over. You've got to keep your mouth shut. You've got to let me work the other side of the house. And you've got to make this look like this is all your decision on your own. Another issue for JC that he has a hard time dealing with. JC likes to feel like he's very smart. We saw that earlier in the season. The Betsy saves him from Bailey, and JC gets very upset about it. He likes to feel important. He doesn't like somebody helping him. I get it. The L6 is not somebody you want to make enemies of. But if JC force feeds the hive and they actually get a clue here, putting up Angela and Tyler, then without a hacker comp being involved, and if Tyler wins, uses the POV or uses his hacky, he's exposed. And that L4, L654 begins to kind of start crumbling. And that gives JC an there. Because as they start to crumble and as Tyler rebuilds his app, things begin uh, very unsure with the level six crew. And like I said, I am very delicate about pushing the gamer pedal. I love that he's done that. He's done it just to keep himself out of harm's way. But there is a point where a lot of that is going to be a problem for him because he hasn't accelerated it in the right position to give him an advantage. And Fessy's not going to be the guy that's going to give him all of this incredible stuff without making sure that he's got safety. So what happens when Fessy goes home for J.C.? And that's the point here. Once J.C. loses Fessy, where is J.C.'s power? There's not a lot of it. So J.C. is in danger of losing Fessy in the next two weeks. And Fessy is J.C.'s ticket to give an L6 information. This also gives them an opportunity to make a move on Scotty, forget all the stuff that's happened, realign, get over it, J.C. gets him back in order, and then to coddle Sam and bring her in and use her for a voting ability. Say, look, all these other people, they think you're crazy. We know you're having a hard time in this house, and I think you need to be in a group that, that appreciates you, appreciates your game, and wants you to be in a Final Four, or a Final Five, let's say, whatever. Or maybe a Final Four and leave J.C. out of it. JC on the inside. The, Ky- the Hive could have put up Brett and Angela, then Casey, Angela, and then a, and a huge death blow to the level 654 group. Taking control of votes, taking control of numbers and comps. JC, Fessy, Scotty, Haley, and Sam could have something here that would have been amazing. And the other thing I'll give JC a lot of credit for is managing his jury. He's done a fantastic job at the end of this, but he's talking does a great job managing the, the jury. JC gets in that final four, could be somebody really spending his sitting with him. But we see the nominations come out, and we know it's Brett and Scotty. And like I said, this nomination is a with Jesse. For all the talk about those, all the talk about everything that he wants to get figured out, it's all about jealousy and security. Betsy tells me, I want one of the guys to go home. There's a reason he wants one of the guys to go home, and there's a reason why time wasn't heavy on that. 
There's a reason why Brett was heavy on that list. Scotty was heavy on that list. The reason is is because Fessy believes that well, especially Scotty now, thanks to JC, has feelings for Haley. Scotty doesn't really help that situation. And he's going to get rid of anyone that gives Haley attention or might get her attention. Scotty obviously likes Haley. He confessed it to Brett to Tess, um, which was a stupid thing to do. And I think Brett gets a little bit of attention from Haley as well. We saw that earlier in the season. And Fess goes against all common sense to put those two up. These nominations are completely insecurity-based. We see the failure of this high situation just begin to crack. We saw Zingbot tonight. That was a lot of fun. I always like Zing. I like the Brett one. Was a lot of was, was really funny. Tyler's was pretty harsh. It was a little personal. And JC's was good. And honestly, Sam's was spot on. <laughs> but there's so much truth in the Zingbot and the Zing sometimes that players should sometimes pay attention. And if you notice, most of the time when Zingbot's on there and he's giving them the Zings, the HOA is making a big mistake. Usually gets the Zing about the decision. And for Fess not to catch on to that, why am I a moron? What have I done that's so moronic? There's something that I've done that I don't realize. What are they talking about? Is it putting up Scotty? But you see HOHs never make these connections. But don't think that Zingbot isn't in there and sent in there, right, to facilitate some kind of thought here about some self-awareness. And specifically to Betsy, the self-awareness test was, Brandy, you're more on the things that you're doing. You need to put me in this new thing. Like I said, you know, I think there's a sign of all of the virtual stuff. All this things are wrong, so you start smoking and and everything starts going right for him. That's heavy. And he should have taken this as, what are they, I'm not more on. I don't feel like I'm on, but what I do is my nomination and I make a mistake with Scotty. It never registers. And instead, you see POV battle out. It's a hide video comp. It's always fun to see those. And you know what? It always seems like it goes the wrong way for the for the for the right person. You know what I mean? And this one it went really bad for Scotty. It went really bad for Brett. And I like Brett. I do. I think Brett's playing a great game. It's a lot about Brett's game. I like a lot. He's a gamer this week. I love a lot of things that he does just to do it. I think it's fantastic. I think he's becoming one of my favorite players. Just for the fun factor, really. But it went really well for Pratt and really bad for Scotty. Let's hide the veto not, hide the veto contest. Boys end up really in a quirky situation. I just it's always weird like that. So we see the new nominations, you know, of course that will take himself down. And Scotty uh, will have to sit next to Casey. Um, but I wanted to say something very interesting. I actually liked what Scotty did in that POV nomination. I liked how he completely skipped over. You know, they always do these, you know, well, you know, and they won't use it on me, but I'm, I'm happy to be here. I hope you guys both keep me. Or, you know, blah, 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 blah. They always do this, this standard, generic speech, whether it's POV, whether it's HOH, or, 
or evictions or whatever it is. And I liked what Scotty did here. Scotty goes directly at Fessy, and he talks to them about, you know, who set up who, who's responsible for this. I think this person did this. I think they deserve to be sitting up here next to me. I love the way that he painted that. Now, we said if he'd have done this work a lot sooner, it might have been effective. But I love what he did, and I would love to see more people that are in that POV situation who are not going to be saved and know that a nominee is going to be made to sit next to them to make a a plea or, or a move to get somebody they think they can go one-on-one and stay in the house with on the block with them. I think it was a really smart move on Scotty's part. That's why I say I like his mind for the game. That was a very brilliant move. It was too late, too little, too late in this situation. But I would love to see more people that before HOH nominations, uh, he was decided, unfortunately, before the night up. He used to be where he was making up their minds the night of the eviction. Now we see that people are trying to make up their minds on I love sending a seat at EOV, saying what you need to say, and get it over with. I love sending the seat. And I like what Scott did there. And I hope more nominees do that during the ceremony when they go in the EOV and want to be sitting next to someone that's a person that can probably beat beat them under the bus, maybe convince people the next couple of days that this is the person that needs to go home. And he very well might have wanted that had Sam been the person that Fessy put up. So I give him a lot of credit for that. And again, that's why I say I think he has a good run for the game. But instead, as we said a little too late, we see Casey go up. Casey's merely a pawn, somebody who's done nothing in the game to make anyone afraid of her in the game. And she might be somebody that people are taking to the end kicking and screaming to hope that they can get an easy win against because she's done absolutely nothing. And so, of course, everybody's already mad at Scotty for various reasons, and some are unjustified. We know he's going to go home. But Fancy begins to look for a final point. I told you guys, an HOH is that position that you want to do that in. I think he kind of did it with the wrong people. I mean, Tyler and Angela are already discussing, you know, with them about how we can have a Final Four deal, Haley and, and Fess. This is not a situation that's going to go really well. A, Haley already wanted to try to backdoor Tyler twice. This was not the Final Four deal that Fessy and Haley needed to be looking for. I think they should have brought JC and Sam in. Maybe with Casey. But I think that, the, that going to Tyler and Angela was a mistake. I don't think that they were ever going to do that. I think Fess and Haley knew it was a long shot. If you know that it's a long shot with Haley and Tyler, go for somebody that has a better a better odds of going with you. Convince JC that he has nobody to work with, that, listen, you know, you might be working with the other side of the house. We don't know. But where are you at in that totem pole? You always plant that seed. Where are you in this group? You need to really think about that, JC. Where are you? Because I know one thing, they're out there suntanning and talking, and you're not out there. I know they're swimming together, and you're not out there sometimes. So are you really that high on the totem pole with them? Or are you really on low low end? If you're on the low end, here's an opportunity. Let's do a Final Four. Let's bring Sam into this thing. Let's let's get it done. 
even if you don't really want to live by it totally, you can get it for two or three weeks. Maybe get some votes that go the right way for you. But you plant the seed that we're getting down to eight, and four of us are going to have to come together here. And do they have their four already? If you think they do, you need to look at the four we have. And, of course, in the eviction speech, we see somebody apologize for some of the things that he did. And when he's going home, and in the end, we see Scotty's evicted. And as I'm talking, I'm trying to find out who in the world might have won this exchange. And it seems like there is nobody that has this information. And I don't see it. Now, look, before we get we finish up the last couple of things here. I do not think we're going to see it. I don't see anything. So we may that makes in the head we had very, very difficult. I hate when they do this to me because I can't talk about really what I think is going to happen. So, but I've got a couple of notes here we're going to go over and we'll talk about what I don't be surprised in section. You see Scotty go home. We don't know the UHOH is. Scotty couldn't read. He couldn't catch a break this week. He built nothing solid with people. He would build an alliance and he would ghost out on them. He hid in the shadows too much. He hit that doubt by voting his own alliance member out. And Swaggy C was a curse to him. But he did nothing to repair it. Scotty failed because he was not good socially. We talked about that earlier. The two wishy-washy and alliances. And the Swaggy boat was his mark of death. Knowing that he was on Bailey's list for, you know, an eviction or HOH, he should have made moves to get back in the right position. The social house, uh, social group in the house, the people that he was working with from the beginning, should have came up. Look, I did some stupid things. I apologize for it, but now we've got to put that behind us, and you guys are going to be next on the on the menu if we don't get something solidified. I'm going to be more involved. I'm going to tell you everything that I know. I'm going to tell you everything that my gut's telling you. And I really think that we need to bring another person in to solidify this. Let's talk to Sam and JC, see if we can get some advantage in this house. Maybe it works. Probably doesn't. But Scotty, he's doing this two or three weeks ago, or maybe at the time, Bailey, you know, this was about a week or two ago. They could have had a lot more time. And what we see on the show is not in real time, of course. So he had more time than we even know to get this sorted out. When he knew the first night of Bailey's HOH that he was a target. Again, didn't do anything to extinguish that suspicion. So we saw a new, a new comp for the HOH. That was kind of neat. And found out there's a jury battle back. Now, a lot of you guys feel stupid now because there was some talk about, well, I think people are going to return. Of course, it wasn't people who went home during the season, and I and I, I admitted that I was wrong about that. But if we are in a jury battle back where one of these guys is going to come back, and we also have a double eviction coming up, probably around about the same time. So this week's going to get really, really interesting. You know, who ends up coming back? Is it Bailey? I don't know that she helps much. But it's going to be really interesting to see what happens from here. I wouldn't count on Rachel returning. It's probably going to be between Scotty and Bailey. And I wouldn't put it past Scotty returning into this game. But it's hard to know. Where these guys go when they were Scotty was so untrusted? Does he really come back and have anything waiting for him that's good? Probably not. That's something we've got to have to do. I shouldn't be the only big battle when they have somebody that they know can come to the 
if J.C. starts to try to make a little bit more ground and is solidifying himself in a final two, final four with other people, maybe it's Fess, maybe it's Haley, maybe it's, you know, Angela, J.C. somewhere is going to have to make a solidifying move. He's too much in the gray, and although he thinks he's in this L6, he's got to know that he's on the outside looking in here. I expect J.C. to try to start making a little bit more moves because we've seen him push his game or accelerator a little bit harder every week. I think we're going to see it go a little bit harder next uh, this upcoming week where he's going to have to start making decisions on getting a final game done or final two, final four solidified for himself outside of Tyler. And maybe the final four he decides to do it doesn't include Tyler. Maybe it's Fess and maybe it's Brett, whatever it is. He's going to have to make his final four deal somewhere. Or once Fess is gone, J.C. becomes very, very invaluable or very unvaluable to a lot of people in the house. And I'll be honest with you. I think the one guy that I see making a move against that level six on his own, and I see Brett completely doing this. He's been a bit of a maverick. He's been kind of cavalier. He kind of things just to do it. That's one of the things I do like about watching him in this game. And I would not be surprised if Brett is that guy that wants to go ahead and pull the trigger first. If he wins, maybe in the first or second part of the double eviction, that he may go ahead and take a strike first at his own alliance to go ahead and get himself cleared another way. It's a great moment for you to do that. You knock your alliance off balance. They don't know what's going on. They're shocked that they've been voted out. They're in absolute awe and shock. And it's hard for them to gain ground, and it's hard for them to rebalance themselves to figure out what to do from that move. So Brett would actually be the guy that I am looking at to make a bold move on his own alliance in double eviction. We'll see if that comes to fruition, but you completely see that. It's a double eviction is a great momentum changer, where something can change really, 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 really bad. And in every week, it's usually just one person affected. Double eviction affects people. And if that wants to clear out some of the people in his alliance or in his way, mainly Angela and Tyler, eviction and just whatever comes with them. We saw some double eviction plans. Level 6 wants to nominate Sam and Haley. But we didn't realize that Faisal and Haley on the block to ensure that they get evicted. And Tyler tells them that he wonders who J.C. would nominate. Now, that tells you, if anything, exactly what we meant by J.C. They're unsure about J.C. J.C. is no lock for anybody's alliance. He's not really unsure Final Four or Final Two, I don't think, with Tyler. I think that's just on paper, just like the rest of Tyler's. is easily thrown away. And I'm not so sure that J.C. has a solid stand in here, which is why I think the move he could have pulled earlier would have been better than the move he did pull to get Scotty out. Scotty's a pretty non-factor. J.C.'s move on Scotty might have been brilliant. Game-wise, was it the best move for him? I still believe that it wasn't. It's going to be hard to convince me that it wasn't a good move for him. Or it was a good move for him. I'm going to rephrase that. Guys, we'll finish up. Sorry, it's been a really weird episode. With I'm, I'm hoping everything's come through clear. If you knew what I was hearing in my headphones here, you'd probably be panicked as I am. Hoping that you're hearing me crystal clear because I felt like we had a really good show tonight. Other than cut it out for about 10 minutes there. Apologize for that. Hopefully you guys fast forward it so you can skip over that. 
Uh, but gamers this week, I really love what Brett does. I love his game. I love that he doesn't care. I love that he's in there just making moves. Tyler, always there. Do we need to say more? JC was a gamer this week. He maybe didn't make the best move for himself, but he did make a great move that showed his game capability and his ability to press the gamer accelerator as much as he needed to without going overboard and slamming the accelerator and making himself look bad and being too much in the shadows and looking like a floater. JC's done a really, really good job. I just wish JC would have thought out what he did here and maybe got himself a little bit further because I do like his ability to play. Uh, Haley is a gamer to me as well. And that's mainly because, you know, of that side of the house, Haley is the smartest. And I think, you know, you keep thinking that Haley HOE this week is a big thing for her. Guys, at some point, these guys win the HOH, and if they do, you got to start putting the L6 in the Lamer division because they've been really struggling to get some power in the house. Uh, you know, we saw Angela's HOH, but she lost it to the hacker. It was just a mess. Uh, but, of course, landing Fessy, awful HOH. Scotty, of course, landing knew that going into this. Uh, eviction didn't think that Scotty was going to be in a lot of trouble. And, of course, Sam. I tried to think of ways to put Sam in a camera position. Guys, I tried to convince us earlier. That's not a thing to show you. I don't know what you heard. Here. The show may have made no sense to you ever. But I tried to talk about convincing myself. Santa's using her mental illness situation on for possibly being a gamer, but since she doesn't do this whole thing with Haley being nominated, it's very helpful. Guys, I will be back next Thursday. I will be back the Thursday after that. I don't have a calendar in front of me, but next Thursday, but the Thursday after. We'll be back live. Hopefully all these audio issues will be resolved. Blog Talk was having some issues when I got on today. That probably has a little bit to do with the sound you're hearing and the cutoff there. Hopefully didn't miss too much. I'll have to go back and check it out. Hopefully didn't miss the whole show. Uh, but we'll be back in it. We'll be correcting it. It'll be all good next, uh, not Thursday, but next Thursday, after next Thursday, two Thursdays from now. We'll see you again. Thank you guys so much for being part of the show. Thank you for listening in. We'll be back. We'll see you Thursday after next, 11 p.m. Eastern. We'll be talking about hopefully double eviction at that point since we weren't warned it was coming this week. We'll see the battle back. We'll be able to talk about the double eviction, and hopefully at some point we'll know the HOH is. Guys, reach out to me on Twitter, BB After Show. Have a great time. Have a good night, and take care of each other. Flurries, you better grab a life vest. Did I lie? Yes! <laughs> Bye-bye! Pull the mask off. People aren't going to like what they see. Looks going to look like flesh on the outside. You rip it open and it's just circuitry and wires. If my plan works, think of this. I'm going to be off the block from a guy who put on a carrot suit, took an avocado bath, took a chum bath, and sat out of an HOH competition all to get me out. Hello? Will? Yeah? Hey, it's Boogie. Hey! Check this out.
candid, unscrupulous, and unexpected. It's time for another summer of Big Brother.